Welcome to the Church Interpreting Podcast. My name is Lauren Albizu. And I'm Jonathan Downey. And on the show today... It's our very first ever Christmas special. Yes, Lauren and I will be giving you tips on interpreting those all-important but tricky Christmas services. First up, here's my quick take. How should we interpret on special occasions? On the one hand, it's a real honour to interpret any special service. Some of the most poignant interpreting I've ever done was at Easter services or at special church conferences. Those occasions are always a delight to work at. However, they bring their own challenges. There are often unusual elements like songs with archaic language or plays or dances or even specialist terminology. There might also be references to local traditions that just don't exist elsewhere. Do a New Year service in Scotland and you might hear people being told Lang me your lumreek or talk of first footing. You might even have to deal with the fact that people are celebrating Hugmanay. Yeah, none of that works easily in French, my working language. Yeah, it is possible that we might get so tied up in the minutiae of terminology and culture-specific ideas that we miss what special services are about. Especially Christmas services. Festival services around Christmas are really about helping people understand the story the Bible is telling us around Christmas. It's telling the story to those who have heard the story thousands of times and to those who have never heard it before. At festival services, and especially Christmas services, it's likely there will be people in the church who might not know the difference between the Gospels and Gospel songs. There might also be people there who are struggling with difficult memories and mixed emotions. So what should we do as interpreters? Perhaps more than at any other time of year, I think we need to really think about why we're doing this and who we're doing it for. Because of the audience that will be there, do we really need to drop our Christianese, as Betty Lewis suggested last month? Do we need to think of ways to slow down our interpreting, to prioritise the way we speak, instead of trying to get all the words exactly right? Do we need to think again about what this story means for the people in the church and how we can use every facet of our interpreting to tell that story? Certainly we do need to know what's going on, who's doing what, when and how it all fits together. We will probably have to think about how we interpret the voices of children and which Bible translation we use. We may want to know the story really well in both languages ourselves so we don't get surprised. Mostly, we really need God. We all know that church interpreting isn't about us, it's about God. That being true, we have to rely on God to pull us through. Christmas services often do have a lot going on. There are tons of elements, many moving parts and lots of things that can go wrong. But there's also a room full of people who really want to relax, to enjoy themselves and to hear the ancient story one more time. So let's not get anxious about our performance at the point where our voices or signing show that we're really not enjoying the whole thing. See, I have five kids and right now they're super excited, at least the ones old enough to understand what Christmas is. They're looking forward to opening their presents, seeing family, and eating so much food. But they're also looking forward to celebrating Jesus' birthday and hearing the story of Christmas once again. As interpreters, we could do with a bit of that childlike excitement. If we really enjoy our work, if we relax into it, if we let go and let God, while still doing our best, then we'll be in a perfect position to deliver interpreting that transmits that same feeling to others. So this Christmas... As with every Christmas, we remember that Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. God with us in our work, in our interpreting, God with us in our rest. And may he be with you as you interpret. 
And now, here's Lauren. It is Christmas, y'all. It is a season of joy. It's a season to be jolly, to be merry, to be fa-la-la-la-lying, right? We're celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's our season to shine, to remember, to show the world the love of Jesus. And as such, we take this time to um, do a special remembrance of the birth, death, and resurrection to really invite people to church. It's one of those seasons where we see the most people trying to come to a church to learn more about Jesus, right? Um, For whatever reason they might be coming. So we always try to make it special to do some sort of event, to have the Christmas choir sing all those wonderful carols that we all love and enjoy. Yet sometimes... As a church, we might think things a little too far in our desire to be special, innovative, new, woo, right? And so I want to talk about some of those challenges of interpreting during the Christmas season. And it's not so much the vocabulary, because that's something that we deal with year round. It's the festivities, the specialness of everything. A Christmas service can either be the easiest thing you've interpreted or the most challenging job you've ever had. I know there's some Christmas services out there that it's just, you know, we talk about the birth of Jesus, we sing a couple special songs, La Via Dolorosa, and all those wonderful songs about Christmas. And that can be pretty easy. It's generic. We know how to do it. And then there's the route we take where we want to be special, where we want to do something different, right? An honorable mention, because I never had to interpret for this, at uh, my church back in Puerto Rico, every Christmas they do the Christmas play. And it was always something different um, that centered around Christ. It might have been uh, the story about the death and resurrection or about the birth, or it might have been something a little bit more modern, but it was always a play. I remember I participated in a few of them and I never had the chance to interpret them right? Because I wasn't an interpreter back then. So if any of you have ever had to interpret for a Christmas play, please let me know how that went. Because I feel like it's very challenging. There's like a lot of pieces at play, a lot of people talking at the same time. And it might, it might be a little bit of a headache, or there might be some solutions in terms of having the script and all those things. But if you have had to do that, please let me know, right? So I didn't get to interpret for a play, but what I did get to interpret was for Christmas at the movies. Christmas at the movies was this special event where they would play a portion of a Christmas movie and the preacher would then um, come and explain the biblical relevance of the scene or at least they would relate it to truths in the Bible and so they would preach through this movie and they'd show different clips of the movie. I remember the first year that I was an interpreter, I ended up interpreting for Christmas and we had Four weeks of Christmas at the movie, four different movies, and an absolute disaster of an interpreting session for me. 
I will be honest with you, um, I was unfamiliar with a couple of these movies, so I hadn't watched them in a long time. And here on this podcast, we have talked about the importance of having notes, right? We talk about it's great to have notes, to know the scripture, to be prepared, to be in the spirit and all these things. And I had notes. I definitely had notes on what the pastor was going to be preaching on and what the what the scripture was going to be. What I did not have notes on was what the movie scene was going to say or what scene they were going to play. And so the very first movie we did was A Christmas Carol with Ebenezer Scrooge. And if you're familiar with that movie, you might know that some of the dialogues are just a little bit on the lower side of the voice range, right? And and, and sometimes there's a lot going on in this film. Um, and Ebenezer had an, an accent that I had to grow accustomed to, right? And so that was a little difficult to try to go from the scene and do my best to follow through with the dialogue and how they're speaking and then simmer down to the preaching and then go back to the scene that I was completely lost for. I didn't know what this man was going to say. So I ended up just like scrambling, looking, trying to hold on to something because there weren't even subtitles to this movie. It was just the movie playing. And the same thing happened. Every single time I had to interpret for this, the funniest thing was that for our Spanish service, they would play the movie with Spanish subtitles. So I know they could play it with subtitles, but they didn't do that for, for the English service. So that was funny now that I think about it. Very hard and very difficult at that time. I feel like um, if you're going to do something where you play a movie or video like that, it's always a good idea to um, give the interpreter some notice uh, as to what you're going to to be showing. Even if it's just telling me, hey, we're going to be showing this scene from minute 1633 to like 2054, right? And that way I can look up the scene and be familiarized with it and try to interpret it as best as I can. Um, but that's kind of my most disturbing moment interpreting in church during Christmas because I felt like I wasn't doing it justice. I felt like I'm like the the idea behind this is a good one, but I don't know if the people I'm interpreting for are getting the best out of this. And back then I wasn't as outspoken as I am now in terms of telling people, hey, I don't think this is going to work or this is how I think it's going to work best. Now, if anybody were going to ask me, oh, you're going to interpret something for Christmas, I would be able to tell them, okay, if we're going to do a movie, this is how we're going to do things. I want you to tell me what part of the movie you're playing and I want some notes on how you're going to connect that to um, the sermon that you're preaching and that way I can be more prepared and the people who are listening to me can get the best out of the interpreting and can understand the message that is trying to be preached to them. All in all, Christmas is still a wonderful season and whatever special event your church is trying to put on, remember that 
it still has to be something that if you're interpreting for can cater to the audience that you are interpreting for that they can understand and comprehend so if you can be part if you have the blessing of being part of the planning for it or knowing somebody who's part of the planning and can give you some information make your voice heard let them know hey this is how we can also include our speakers of other language into this service continue to remember that throughout this season we are celebrating that there is hope above it all and that should be the center of our interpreting keep that in mind and we'll see you next time have a wonderful and Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to this Christmas special of the Church Interpreting Podcast. As ever, if you're looking for more free help or advice, check out churchinterpreting.com. Thank you for listening and have a very Merry Christmas.